and welcome to another episode of Right Run Geek Show. We are your hosts Vishnu and Shankar. And in this episode, we are going to talk about colonialism again because it's been a month or so since we have gone back to that uh, series. Yeah, so we are back uh, with that series on colonialism, and in between, we did a couple of other, uh, you know, uh, random episodes as well. But uh, this has been a running series, so I think it's time for the next one. Yeah, so last time we stopped at uh, the revolt of 1857. Mm. We talked about the rebellion and why it happened, the reasons why it happened and how it ended up being. And so we're going to go to the next part where uh, the British rule, the British Raj actually actually sta- started. Like uh, under the rule of uh, Queen Victoria, the uh, East India Company was abolished and she started ruling directly so um, we're going to start with uh, what happened after 1857 there were like a lot of nationalist movements which started uh, where people realized that the britishers were not actually treating indians properly and uh, they don't want to be under the british rule anymore and that i think this is around the time when one of the longest uh, standing parties uh, political parties in india was also formed yeah yeah so it almost took another 30 years like mm-hmm. uh, in 1885, um, inspired by what Alan Octavian Hume, mm. one uh, major personality from Britain, uh, said to Dada Bhai Navaroji and Surendranath Banerjee, they started uh, a party called Indian National Congress. I think most of us know about it, right? Yeah. If you don't know, then I if don't, don't know, know which... Uh, then you, you, know, you might living. have been living under a rock. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Indian National Congress... Uh, has a long history mm. it's been around for almost uh, 135 years now mm. so when it started it was just a society like it was just an organization for all the um, elite class people educated people well uh, well to do people to like mm. come together and debate about things uh, like annually it didn't have a well formed uh, you know, ideology of how to go about with things. They were actually supporting the Britishers. They wanted the British to rule India. But uh, on the side, they wanted to avail some, uh, you know, rights for the citizens. This was in no way uh, the beginning of a freedom movement or or anything like that. Initially, Indian National Congress was appeasing the British government, you know, letting them stay in power, but, you know, have equal status for, uh, for Indians as well. Yeah, if you look at it before that also, like until the revolutionaries came into the fray, even the extremists, mm-hmm. there was no real idea of, you know, just liberating India from uh, the Britishers. So, yeah, Indian National Congress is the first organization to recognize uh, India as India, you know. India as an entity or a country or... Yeah, as a country. So most of the time, it used to be a peaceful faction. But uh, the issue was that at the core of it, the foundation was not properly laid. Like Mm -hmm. uh, most of the people who were part of the Indian National Congress were Hindus. Right. And everyone who had a high post in the organization were Hindus. So, so, yeah. so the uh, the um, majority of the society was not being represented. Yeah, yeah. So the minority were just left out, mm-hmm. and uh, especially uh, the Muslim faction of the country, they were like, okay, if they are not going to recognize us with them, we'll have to do something. And because of that, in 1875, uh, this person called Sir Syed Ahmad Khan. He started uh, this university called Mohammedan Anglo-Oriental College of Aligarh mm-hmm. in UP. Mm-hmm. Which you would know because later in 1920, it was renamed as Aligarh University. Right. And things were, you know, going well. Uh, there were like religious uh, factions having issues with each other and Britishers, they were always relying on the divide and rule policy. So, um uh, 
in the end uh, when uh, bengal was divided into two which is east bengal and west bengal Mm-hmm. Uh, the and I think the East Bengal is what later became uh, East Pakistan, right? Yeah, yeah, and and again in 1971 it became was it Bangladesh. became Bangladesh. Right. So, um, yeah, the people, the Muslims uh, in India, they realize you know we need another uh, organization to represent mm-hmm. us properly, and they started the Muslim League. Right. So this was in 1906. Okay, and one other thing about interesting thing about West Bengal, right? So uh, when I was a kid, like I mean, I used to wonder, and I'm sure that many many others did as well west bengal is on the eastern side of india right then why is it called west bengal it's because of east bengal <laughs> exactly yeah <laughs> ideally there should be just bengal yeah even even i used to think like that you know why is it called west bengal <laughs> when it's actually in the east yeah. so this is the reason why if you don't know kids this is why i'm not <laughs> sure if any kids listen to our episode <laughs> i don't think they'll even yeah. care about this <laughs> yeah yeah so anyway initially inc was doing great but uh, there were like major differences happening between um, the organization and it divided into two factions mm. moderates and extremists the moderates uh, consisted of the early you know members of the international congress like uh, dada bhai navroji and gopal krishna gokhale like we have heard a lot about him right. during our history lessons right and the extremists were bal gangadhar tilak bipin chandrapal and lala lajpat rai famously known as uh, lal bal pal yeah So uh, Bal Gangadhar Tilak is the one who proclaimed that you know Swaraj is our birthright. So that is the first time uh, this concept of independent India came into yeah, existence. Yeah. So he is the one who put forth this idea. But uh, Dada Bhai Navroji and uh, the other faction of moderates, they being like you know we'll still appease uh, British and go about with it. They forced out these extremists out of the party. and later these extremists were arrested which led to a lot of issues with inc and uh, they lost uh, you know their credibility because mm-hmm. of this one one thing that i wanted to add about dada bhai navroji right he's like really educated he knows everything well and he al- also ran for you know the house of commons in uk wow. and won yeah so there were people like that who were in <laughs> india who used to do this kind of stuff so there was actually no representation for the you know middle class and mm, lower right. uh, you know the poor people in inc so this is what led to the creation of other uh, major organizations in india and i also think that um, when we think of uh, india before independence right we have this picture of um, you know a long suffering faction of society but there was another section of society that enjoyed absolute luxury as well um, you know um, one case in point is the Uh, all these uh, royal families of those times they enjoyed all the luxury so i was as i mentioned in you know many of the previous episodes um i was reading the ivory throne so in which um, the kind of luxury that royal families had at that point of time it's unimaginable because there is one section of society which is completely oppressed who is bearing the brunt of this um oppression and stuff like that and there is another section which is completely living in a different world which was very much similar to what the western world was at that time they had automobiles i'm talking about 1920s and uh, you know even before that um, during 1900s and all that so yeah there there was a big difference so if we always picture um indians as being totally oppressed but yeah that was a majority of uh, uh, of the people but then there was another class which was ab- having absolute luxury at the same time yeah yeah so that's why the people who were not being oppressed they never uh, they never questioned the agenda of yeah. the britishers so that's what's uh, th- that's what was going on so indian national congress was not really representing uh, the people and uh, 
a little later after the extremists were formed then came the revolutionaries uh, famously you know uh, part of it were bhagat singh chandrasekhar azad i think we can dedicate another episode for them and i am pretty sure most of them know about uh, most of us know about them right and uh, some of the names which i would mention is like you know they were like kids like 18 mm, year mm. old 17 year olds like uh, khudiram bose and there was this person called prafula chakki right and i even i think uh, when bhagat singh was hanged he was around 23 years old he was 23 right. these guys these two guys were 18 wow. uh, so they i don't even to, remember what i was doing i, I know was i know their purpose was to like liberate india from the britishers yeah. and these guys tried to assassinate officials british officials when they were like 18 years old and both of them were hanged so like if you look at it i don't know how they can find a purpose in those kind of things when they are at such a young age so the yeah that they must be the that oppressed rang, right rangde basanti is all about yeah yeah but in that one they are at least like you know 23 24 years old right most yeah. of them yeah, yeah but there is one uh, there is one uh, line which kunal kapoor's character says hmm. he says that i was not a, i was i had no idea that there will be something uh, in our life for which we are ready we'll be ready to give our life yeah, right yeah, yeah i mean this is something that even i think at times is there anything in this world which is worth giving your life whenever i think of this freedom struggle and all that the people who actually gave their life or who suffered uh, being in jail and all those things they never really got anything out of it right they were doing it for others or maybe the future generation or whatever it is even bhagat singh in one of his conversations with chandrashekhar azad where he says that i'm going to surrender after the parliamentary uh, that event which happens he says that my intention is to get myself caught so that tomorrow's india can have a, have freedom right i mean how does the how do you go to the such a level i have no idea like the selfless sacrifice mm. they did right that is something which i think should, we will never you know, understand about, that yeah. right uh, in a world and age where we are like com- conveniently living we don't have a reason to actually think yeah. about it but i think it's a good thing to like ponder upon uh, maybe not maybe we might not think about the the country and we are not probably that level you know at that level to sacrifice but is there something at all that we might do yeah that's true that's true yeah so um, at the same time when the muslim league was f- formed uh, another organization called jugantar was formed in april of 1906 it uh, was founded by arbindo ghosh and his brother barin ghosh and then bupendra datta and raja subodh malik i don't know for some reason subodh reminds me of dilchata hai but <laughs> yeah that's not the point here so yeah. these guys what they used to do is like arbindo ghosh used to be a moderate mm. then he turned into an extremist that then is, he turned into a revolutionary well, that, that is what happens when you push the limits right yeah yeah and what these guys used to do is that uh, they used to collect armaments mm. and manufacture armaments so that they can you know rebel against the britishers and then there was this other faction called gadar party yeah i've heard of you have heard of them right. yeah so these guys were like not like indians living in india these were expatriates who were living in canada germany mm. australia and all other countries they formed a uh, organization called the gadar party and they tried to mutiny rebellion against the british in the british indian army so mm. they had this major plan where uh, 
they were like collecting uh, arms from so germany they, they and were stuff. funding and yeah, providing they were funding arms. and pro- right. providing arms and stuff but uh, the britishers their intelligence they found them and uh, most of them were, were arrested the jugantar and uh, and i think th- there would have been also these cases where uh, there were some indian traitors as well right yeah yeah a lot yeah. of times right. if you look at any of the bhagat singh movies you will find uh, you know a few mm. who are like you know for the sake of it they just sake um, of money and yeah, money stuff. and other stuff betray um, the revolutionary so and uh, another organization which formed during this time like this uh, this organization again puts forth the idea that how uh, how badly the minorities were uh, represented by inc uh, this one was called uh, all india conference of indian christians mm-hmm. so this was formed in 1914 uh, and the first president of uh, this organization was kt paul mm-hmm. uh, who was from salem so yeah so even the christians needed an organization uh to you know get the get all the rights basic rights they deserve so yeah uh instead of coming together after the 1857 revolt there was still divisions among people which led to you know uh another 90 years of oppression by the britishers well i yeah by the britishers yes but that uh division still continues right yeah it's it's still there so uh what i'm wondering is that you know even if the britishers didn't try to divide and rule mm-hmm. it would have existed right yeah probably it would have existed as a, a you know issue within a single country yeah yeah but yeah i struggle to think of instances where religion has actually brought people together there might be incidents but if you look at history right let's see let's look at medieval history onwards there have been so many cases where the religion has been the uh, focus of wars and all that kind of stuff since the middle ages we had uh, crusades crusades yeah yeah right yeah. and then we know what's happening in the current age as well so i mean yeah i i so, sometimes struggle to think what good is it actually doing yeah so uh, this is around like 1915 till 1915 1857 to 1915 these things happen and then uh, a merge, major person like came back to india from abroad from south africa and uh, there was this whole movement surrounding him the swadeshi the quit india movement i'm guessing that is mahatma gandhi right? uh, is it <laughs> you keep guessing yeah so uh, probably in the next episode we are uh, going to mm-hmm. talk about exclusively about him then we'll have another episode on the revolutionaries so yeah we are coming to a close to this uh, colonization of india series oh one thing i missed during all these times around like 1892 right there was this major thing happening in gujarat where uh, the british government they you know <laughs> they faced a major uh, defeat right yeah they faced a major <laughs> defeat but the issue was that they tried to increase the taxes by three uh, three times you know it happened in this uh, village called champaner and uh, <laughs> it's got something to do with sports or something yeah right? yeah so what happened was like because the farmers because there was there was a drought issue <laughs> there and the farmers not were not able to get uh, pro- you know promising produce that year so the britishers were like if you don't uh, pay the tax we're going to increase it by three times mm-hmm. so they challenged uh, this for these farmers <laughs> to a game of cricket and then uh, the <laughs> village one and rest i think that was captured in a documentary called the lagan yeah, or something yeah, yeah. right ashutosh gowarikar he you know put out, put 
put together all the I mean, historical I'm, I'm re- footages. I, see, the thing is, I'm really uh, impressed at the quality of footages that they've got, the video and the audio quality and stuff. And there was this person, this musician called A.R. Rahman, who put together the uh, song, some musical melody and songs. Amazing. Yeah, so I think that... For 1890s, yeah. that is like a crazy yeah, yeah. good so, quality. So that happened. And yeah, that's about it till 1915. <laughs> yeah, you may be able to find that documentary somewhere online. Please go think, and watch I it. It's a three-hour three 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 long yes. documentary. Yeah, yeah. They have covered the entire game of cricket. Rules were a little different. And They even like cover that. about things about casteism, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 a deep documentary. It's a it's a yeah deep dive into it and let us. Know I, I'm surprised. Is. Why is it not showing up in the top ten in documentaries in Netflix? Anyway, but uh, please yeah, give it a shot. Yeah, yeah. Okay then. So uh, that's it for this episode. Uh, till we see you next time. Thank you so much.